Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to continue the program that I talked on yesterday. The objective here is to try to show you the timing, according to the Bible, when the Russians are going to attack America, and also the timing, according to the Bible, when America will fall and when Jesus returns. So we're going to show you, first of all, America in Revelation 17, as I did yesterday, continue Revelation 18, and perhaps even Revelation 19, showing you America in these scriptures. Okay, let's continue where we dropped off yesterday. So I'm going to start with a few questions. So what nations, founding fathers, and generations following were Christians, and thus had their sins forgotten in heaven? Is there another nation that was started to be a Christian nation? I'm not aware of that. Uh, Is there another nation whose founding fathers were Christians, very devout Christians. I'm not aware of any other nation other than America. Second question. What nation eats the best food? Uh, You know, America has better Italian food than Italians. America has better Mexican food than the Mexicans. (laughs) Uh, True. You know, we eat some of the finest food on the earth. We eat meals fit for a king, literally. I can't tell you how many times sitting down thanking the Lord for the food. I have often thought I'm probably eating a meal much better than King David did. What nation does think itself too big to fall? What nation thinks, what nation is like this nation? There's no other nation. I mean, the average American thinks America is the greatest nation ever. And it is right now. Let's go on, though. Now let's jump to the Scriptures. Let me show you America in Bible prophecy. For her sins reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. This can only be said of a nation that was a Christian nation, was a Christian nation, that used to have her sins forgiven, that could win like World War One, World War Two, and many other wars, that has the global currency of the world, and has most of the wealth of the world. Yet, this is a nation that has fallen away, so consequently now, her sins are not being covered, so her sins are reaching the throne. Reward her, even as she rewarded you. Who's the you? Who's the you? Reward her, even as she rewarded you. Who is the you? And double unto her double, according to her works. In the cup she has filled, fill to her double. Who is the you? The answer is Christians. In other words, this is the nation that is going to turn against Christians and kill them. How much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. Meaning, so much as God has blessed us and lifted us up, God is about to push us down. Not only rewarding us equal for equal, but double for our sins. Live deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her, for she saith in her heart, I said a queen, and I'm no widow, and she'll see no sorrow. That's the heart of the average American. We think we are too big to fall, too big to fail. The average Christian thinks they're going to go in a pre-trib rapture. They don't have anything to worry about, any trouble. They don't have to worry about the tribulation coming. They don't have to worry about the mark of the beast, the antichrist, none of this stuff, because they're going to be out of here first. That's the reason it says, I said a queen, and I'm no widow, and she'll see no sorrow. In other words, the American church, the average American Christian, won't 
listen to the correction of God. How can you prove that, Stan? Well, okay, so about 40 years now, I've been trying to tell people that America is the mystery Babylon. How's it going? Well, we're the, the largest prophecy ministry on the globe. Why we have people follow us from around the world, baloney. People don't like what we say. Why? Because they aren't willing to listen to the heart of God. The average American Christian will not listen to correction. I said a queen, am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Because American Christians won't let God correct them, and I'm not talking about just through radio and TV programs. I'm not talking about just through ministries. I believe the Spirit of God is speaking to sinning Christians, and they're not listening. He's speaking to their heart. They're not listening. You need to get up and get to church. You need to clean up your life. You need to stop sinning. They're not listening. They like to sin. They want to do the sin. I said, a queen, and I'm no widow. I don't have to worry about all this. I'm going to pre-trib rapture. I mean, I can live like I want to live. Therefore shall our plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. Now let's go to the next point. A couple more questions before we get to the next set of scriptures. What nation eats like kings? We talked about this. That would be America. What nation is the greatest consumer nation? There's no question about that. I mean, you can look on the Internet and see that easily. What nation purchases the goods of the world? What nation has the greatest ports with the big container ships coming up, unloading the containers? It would be America. Now, here's what the Bible says about it. And the kings of the earth who had committed fornication and lived deliciously with her. In other words, the nations that have enjoyed selling things to America, consequently they become rich because they provided what America wanted, the kings of the earth who have committed fornication, the kings of the earth that have gone away from Jesus, followed America away from Jesus, live deliciously with her. Yet, when they see her fall, they bewail her and lament for her. When they see the smoke of her burning, what is that? Nuclear war. When they see those bombs land all over America, they don't run into the cities. Oh, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? Instead, they stand afar off for the fear of her torment. They're afraid of those nuclear weapons that just hit I don't know, maybe a hundred cities all across America, all in one hour? Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that great city America, that mighty city, for in one hour is that judgment come. How in any time in human history could a nation be taken over in one hour? We even see Russia has gone into Ukraine, and I don't know, what's the war been going on six, seven, eight months now? And they still haven't taken over Ukraine? Ukraine yet? How do you take over a nation as rich and powerful and strong, even militarily, not militarily only, but also financially? How do you take over a nation in one hour? I'll tell you how to do it. Just like Maurice Kalar saw, just like Henry Groover saw, you send three uh, nuclear weapons high up in the atmosphere, one over the east coast, one over the, west, uh, the central, and one over the west coast of America. You set off those nuclear bombs high in the uh, stratosphere, designed to send out an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, which goes down and overloads all of the computer chips, fries them. No cars start, no computers start, no TVs, no cell phones, nothing. That is, unless you've got some kind of 
protection, which for that I'll send you to empshield.com, empshield.com. If you use the promo code PROPHECY, you get a $50 discount. So first they blind us. This is what Henry Groover saw too. And all of a sudden the communication just sprinkled down to the ground like dust. Then they launched nuclear weapons, again like I read yesterday from Henry Groover, I guess it two days ago. They were they had submarines almost on our beaches. And it only took about sixty seconds from launch to detonation for each one of those bombs. In one hour, such great riches would come to naught. Verse 11, And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buys the merchandise anymore. They don't necessarily love America. They just don't like the fact that no one's going to buy their merchandise anymore. So who is it that buys all the merchandise of the world? France? No. England? No. Saudi Arabia? No. It's America. America. We have the great ports. The great container ships come in and unload here. We have the great rail systems. We have the interstate highways, the trucking to deliver all of the goods. Only nation in the world that that could fit is America. Going on. Next question. What nation wears the colors of the priests of the Old Testament? We talked about this yesterday. The colors are purple and scarlet. What nation owns and wears those? And what nation owns the most gold, precious stones, and pearls? What nation owns all the gold and silver and diamonds? Would be the Christian. Be America. The merchants of these things, which were made rich by her, shall stand afar off of the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet. That's the woman. That's the church. Purple and scarlet. That's the church. Purple and scarlet, that's the church. That's the church, purple and scarlet. Did you catch that? And decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. It's not Germany. It's not Czechoslovakia. It's not Russia. It's not China. China doesn't have a purple and scarlet. They don't have gold decked with precious stones and pearls. It's America. The only nation that fits. That's America. What is wrong with this? You say, well, it's a piece of bread. You're right. It's a piece of bread I took out of this loaf. This loaf is a one-pound loaf, and there's something missing from this bread. Even though it says it is whole wheat, there's still something missing from this and almost all of the bread you're eating. See, the story was in 1860, the smart humans decided that they were going to outstrip God and that they could figure out a way where the flour would not spoil because once you break the wheat berry, Then it begins to spoil, and in seven to ten days, it's got mold. So they figured out how they could be smarter than God. We're going to take out the outside shell and then the wheat germ. We're only going to use the white powder part of the wheat. And that doesn't spoil. And they're right. You can put it in a bag. Five years later, it's still there. But then, of course, there's something else they removed. And that is most. Now, not all, but most of the nutrition. So then they had to pass all of these laws saying you got to put niacin, you got to put vitamins, you got to do this, put all of this into the. So why not just use what God made? So the difference between this and what I made is this. That's the difference in my bread, whole wheat bread, versus what you buy in the store. The bigger slice here, this is actually cherry, cinnamon, uh, honey, and. 
vanilla mixed together. And I made this. So when you make your own homemade bread, you can make it flavor any way. You want jalapeno? You got it. You want to have uh, seeds, sesame seeds, however you want to, you can make it. But the big advantage to making your own home wheat, whole wheat bread is that it's probably the cheapest way to, to have long-term storage food because most of your long-term storage food companies cost nine to $10,000 per person per year. But at Joseph's Kitchen, they can show you how to feed your family for about $1,000 per person per year, and it's whole wheat. Okay, so what is whole wheat over the regular wheat? Well, you remember the seven years of plenty followed by the seven years of famine of Joseph and the Pharaoh. Well, that meant that the whole world lived off of wheat for seven years. Now, I don't think that we, maybe Jesus said, you may, man should not live by bread alone, meaning you should have other things that you should eat. However, about the closest thing out there that'll feed you not only good tasting, but also nutrition for your body is wheat. And so we recommend you go to josephskitchen.com. When you go there, you got to get two things. One is you have to get a machine package. That's the items that you need to actually physically make the bread. It's a wheat grinder where you put the wheat in. 30 seconds later, you have flour. You put it into a bread machine with six other ingredients. Push a button two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice, hot, steaming loaf of wonderful that you made whole wheat bread. Slice that up. We can pre- the slicer is even included. The beakers, it's everything you need to make bread. Then you decide how much food you want to have. You want to have food for six people one year, four people one year, two people one year. You place your order, and they have it in stock. Because most of these long-term storage food places, they're out. Uh, Some of them are two or three months. Some of them are even longer behind in filling their orders. But at Joseph Kitchen, they can ship within two or three days. And they ship around the world. Go to josephskitchen.com. I'm telling you that the prophecies say there's about to be a food shortage and if you want to listen to what God's trying to warn us about, then you'll get this long-term storage food. What great city purchases most of the goods of the world? The answer would be New York City, possibly Los Angeles, but probably New York City. Where do most of the great container ships unload? New York City. That's, that's for, for the most part. For in one hour, so great riches would come to naught. And every shipmaster, why is it talking about shipmaster? Because this is where New York City is where they unload those giant container ships. Also, Los Angeles. And every shipmaster, all the company of ships and sailors and media's trade by sea, stood afar off. Why didn't they run in? Because they got nuked. America got nuked in one hour. They're not going to run into that. They, they stand afar off, crying. They saw the smoke of a burning, saying, What city is like into this great city? They cast dust on their heads, weeping and wailing, and alas, alas, the great city. We're going to made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour did the nuclear weapons take America out. That's what it's saying. Rejoice over her, thou heaven. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. People are going to rejoice that the Russians attack and take America out? Well, obviously it's not at this time. Because right now, if the Russians were attacked and take America out in one hour, who would rejoice? Very, maybe the Democrats. <laughs> Very few people. 
In other words, so this is a picture that is not here yet. I think that America has not fallen down to the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. It's not time yet for Russia to take us out. But at the time it is, it will be that most of the Christians have already been killed in America by the non-Christians. As David Phillips was shown in his vision, that the Antichrist, a young man with dark hair and a dark beard, commands everybody that has taken the mark of the beast to go out now and kill all of the infidels, to kill all of the apostates, to kill all of those that had not taken the mark of the beast. Try to imagine if there were a way where everyone that is not a true Christian, a Christian strong enough to resist the mark of the beast, were commanded, not just given permission, like the movie Purge, yeah, you're given permission for 12 hours to kill whoever you want to. No, no, this is the Antichrist, the ruler of the world, commands people to go out and kill everyone that does not have the mark in the forehead or in the right hand. So you, if you don't have that, you're a dead man or woman. Try to imagine what would happen. That's the reason it says, Rejoice over her, thou heaven and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you. Who's the who? Who is the you there? For God has avenged you on her. It's saying that the sinners at this point have turned upon the Christians and have already killed them. And the destruction of the Russians bringing in nuclear weapons is because they've killed the Christians. That's what it's saying. I didn't write the stuff. I'm just telling you this is what it's saying. It's saying that the sinners, the tares, the grapes have killed the wheat. It's saying that the sinners of the world, the sinners in America, the Democrats, I can't believe that a Christian would be a Democrat, those kind of people that hate, that have such hate in their heart, have turned and killed the Christians. Look at it. Rejoice over her, thou heavenly holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. What does avenge mean? In other words, he's going to make it right. At this point, when the Russians have attacked America, America has come so bad to where it's not people just not going to church anymore. This is where non-Christians have killed the Christians. What nation holds over 12 prophecies saying it will be hit with a meteor and split in two? I don't even know of another nation out there that has a prophecy that is even going to get hit with a meteor. But America does. But is anybody listening? Yeah, pretty much not. What nation makes the music for the world? Now let's look at the scriptures. And a mighty angel took a stone like a great millstone. Is that a meteor? You remember, we talked about this a lot. February 2014, Prophet Ephraim Rodriguez came to speak at Prophecy Club. He'd had a vision that a meteor hit Mona Island, which is a little island just west of Puerto Rico, caused a thousand-foot tsunami at Puerto Rico, but it sent a tsunami up the east coast. And it went anywhere from 200 to 400 foot high and inland, anywhere from 25 to 100 miles inland up the East Coast. Try to imagine who would survive that. The answer is about nobody. Then where it hits is an earthquake fault running up the Mississippi River Valley. And it literally opens the Great Lakes all the way up down to, Leslie saw Tupelo, Mississippi. Several others have seen it opens it totally all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. But then it also causes large portions of the West Coast, from California all the way up into Alaska, to fall off, Maurice Scalar saw them, 
breaking off like a saltine cracker and falling into the ocean. Is this talking about when that takes place? In other words, at the very end, a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, like a meteor, and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city, America, New York City, that great city, Babylon, be thrown down and should be found no more at all. Now this is a description of just how destroyed America is after this millstone is cast into the sea. And the voice of the harpers and musicians and pipers and trumpeters. Well, again, who makes the music of the world? It's America. Shall be heard no more at all in thee. And no craftsman, whatsoever craft to be, shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. Next questions. What nation has traditionally sent the most missionaries to the world? America used to be the missionary nation. When I was growing up, all of the churches had guests coming into them every Sunday. Every Sunday in our church, we had somebody new getting baptized. And the children, my age, it was just expected for you to grow up and learn the Bible. And then when you get out of high school or you get out of college, then you go off to Bible college. After Bible college, it was expected. Then you're going to go be a missionary. I can't tell just about all of the My older brother and all of his generation, they were all trained to be missionaries. America used to be the missionary nation. Now, Dimitri Dudeman, and I've heard several other ones say it, missionaries come home. Missionaries, American missionaries come home. America needs you back here. What nation has taken the Bible and the gospel to the world in the times of past? No other nation. France? No. Germany? No. Canada? No. Mexico? Forget it. America. America is the one that sent the missionaries out, I can assure you. What nation has the greatest merchants and makes the most movies? France? When's the last time you saw a French movie? (laughs) How about a German movie? How about a Mexican movie? No. America. I was in Turkey watching an American movie. Last week, this time, I was in Saudi Arabia. Guess what? They were playing American movies. And then on the way down, we had to have a stopover in Dubai. And guess what I saw on TV? I saw American movies. I've been to Israel. Guess what they play in Israel? American movies. Every place I've been, turn on the TV, and that's what you see, American movies. Revelation 18, And the light of the kindle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. Now, who's the bridegroom? That would be Jesus. Who's the bride? Us. That's why we're called the woman. The church is the woman. Okay? So what it's saying is the light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom means the voice of Jesus is not in this nation anymore at this point. So we've now seen that America's been hit with not just the Russians taking us out. We've also been hit with a giant meteor that has taken us out. So America is just pretty much destroyed. And so as a result, the voice of the bridegroom and the bride is not there anymore. That means that if you are a Christian, you speak up and you're a dead man. You speak up, you're a dead woman. Because they don't allow that voice in America anymore. Does that make sense? And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. And thy merchants were the great men of the earth. Thy merchants were the great men of the earth. 
We were just in Saudi Arabia last week, and guess what we saw? We saw Subway. We saw McDonald's. We saw, um, well, I forget it now. So, uh, there's about five American restaurants we saw there. We saw Chevrolets. We saw Fords. Um, we saw Ferraris. Of course, that's not American-made, but uh, American products are shipped around the world. By merchants with the great men of the earth. Who owns most of the companies around the world? It's America. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Now, yes, I know the word sorcery is pharmacia. And yes, there's no question that our pharmacy, uh, our pharmaceutical companies have caused a lot of deaths around the world. And we can go into that and spend an hour on that. But in my opinion, I think it's talking about the movies. Because a sorcery is putting forth a lie to destroy someone. I think it's talking about the, mo mo the movies and the music even more than it is talking about the pharmaceutical companies and it's talking about the pharmaceutical companies too. So I'm going to conclude with this last verse for today. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and all that were slain upon the earth. Now does that mean that they put all the prophets and saints from around the globe and flew them into America so that they could all be killed here? No. It means that America was supposed to be standing. It means that America was supposed to be standing in the gap. It means that America is supposed to be holding up the standard. It means that America is supposed to be the police officer of the world. We didn't do it. And because America didn't protect the rest of the world, all of that blood is on our head for not doing what we were supposed to do. God raised America up to be a Christian nation to protect the rest of the world, specifically the Christians, and we didn't do it. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is where I'll send you if you're thinking about getting gold or silver. I think everybody should have at least a fistful of, full of gold and a fistful of silver because there could be a time when you pull up to get gasoline and they might not want to take your loaf of bread, but you pull out a gold coin or a silver coin, and you're probably able to get anything you want, even if the credit cards are down, even if the dollars are worthless. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com CornerstoneAssetMetals.com When a nuclear device is detonated, the dust, the dust settles on everything. You breathe it, absorb it. You cannot stop it. And when you breathe it or absorb it, it floods your thyroid with bad iodine, killing your thyroid and killing you. But there is a solution. I just went out to my freezer. This is mine. I keep it out there. I've had it for several years. And it says, uh, this is potassium iodide. As a matter of fact, I keep it in the freezer. And I keep them in a Ziploc bag, just like this. This is my personal supply we keep in the freezer. So there you go. Now, it's 30 bucks a bottle. If you order five bottles, you get an extra bottle free. You need one bottle per exposure per person, um, and it has the instructions on it. But anyway, I would suggest you go to prophecyclub.com. And let me, just, let me just tell you, we've only got 100 bottles. Now, we've already made plans to get another 1,000 bottles in. Right now, we only have 100. So my suggestion is you get over to prophecyclub.com, and you get your bottles ordered real quick. You might even be a part of the 100 that we have. And if not, then another week or so after that, we will get some more bottles, get it out to you. 30 bucks a bottle, order five and get a sixth one free. Here it is, 
potassium iodide. Is your life worth 30 bucks? I mean, you may as well have it. I mean, spend 30 bucks. So you get a suitcase nuke in the area or something like that? Don't worry.